Hey guys, it's Dr. Lisa Gardner and welcome to the show called Out of the Box Doc. So just a little backstory, I am uh, an OB-GYN and I've done a lot of deliveries, thousands through the years and a lot of gynecology and a lot of surgery and I'm board certified and um, I've enjoyed my career thoroughly, but I did transition and left corporate medicine for a big reason. And that is, it was too many pills. It was just too many pills. Now, I will say that Western medicine and traditional medicine is is pretty much um, turned into that, unfortunately, a lot of pharmacology, but there are a lot of other ways that we can tackle and look at health prior to getting on medication. So it's really important that you either talk to your doctor, find a doctor that will do and explore other options first before before they start you on any type of pharmacology. Now, cancer, things like that, there are things that you cannot get away from that you need certain pills or certain chemotherapy drugs, whatever, whatever. But in the beginning, we shouldn't really be getting to the cancer stage in the first place. And that, and that is where I get stuck with people is why why do we have so much cancer? Why do we have so much diabetes? Why do we have so many issues with high blood pressure and, and everything? Or how about Alzheimer's dementia? You know, things like that. So my goal is to educate people right away um, on preventing things like that from happening. So you never get to that stage in the first place. So um, that is what the podcast is really about mostly is to give you ideas and to really explain things of what are we doing wrong in medicine? Well, you know, why are people satisfied? Why do they not even like their doctor? That, that is just tragic to me. So, you know, I, I wanted to always go down in history of, you know, did people remember me when I delivered your baby, you know, stuff like that. So there are actually a lot of my patients that don't even remember the name of their doctor for really major events in their life. And that's just not okay. So the idea is, is to bring people back to feel like they're really important to their physician to, and maybe you need to find a new one. And that's the biggest thing is there's so many of us now that you can go basically wherever you want. So if you don't like your doctor, find a new one. So, but that's basically, that's basically my history. I, I really enjoyed OB-GYN. I loved it. I had some incredible memories. I get te- like today, I got a text message from my fav- one of my favorite patients. Her daughter's turning 15. So did that make me feel really old? Yes, it did, but it's okay. So she's 15 and she's doing great. And her mother texts me f- every single year. So I, for 15, I'm not joking for 15 years now, I've had the same text message from this lovely lady and she sends me a little picture collage of her and everything. It's beautiful. And then two days ago, I got another photograph from another baby I delivered who's now nine. So just things like that are are super important to remember um, that you were important and um, you did something in this life. And and that's really all I want is is to go down in history that I did good. And that's really about it. (laughs) So um, Paul, do you have anything to add to that? No, I think that everything <laughs> that you are about is what people need to hear. I do. Yeah, and I believe this that. This is the voice of the guy behind the glass, if you, uh, <laughs> if you don't know that. I am no doctor, uh, nor am I an expert on much at all. But sometimes I have a funny thing to say or maybe something interesting or a good question. <laughs> So, and you've been um, there, you know, you've been, uh, you understand health and you've, you've been maybe down a road that wasn't as healthy and look at you now, you look incredible and amazing. And you made a decision that you weren't going to be like that anymore. And, And that's what I try and portray or convey to people 
is will portray as well. Cause I try my best, you know, I'll be 52 this year. And, and what I try my best is like to be an example to people like, okay, you can do it, you know, but it's really important to get across to people too, that you really have to start paying attention in your early forties, even late thirties, because by then, if you haven't, once you reach my age, oh my goodness, it's almost, it really is almost impossible to get your life back together because once, you know, hormones start hitting you or you, you start or missing hormones, that's when aging really progresses. So the, you know, the exercise component of things is really important. Like those, uh, and the things that we'll talk about the four pillars of health. Absolutely. And I think that one of the biggest things from a non-doctor perspective is that in my life, you know, I've been down one of those routes and one of those paths that was not very healthy, but no one could fix me, but me, mm. you know, That's because it, it's the, my health is only controlled by one person and that is me. So if I didn't make the choice to do it, which I see a lot of people, I see a lot of people for a lack of a better term, pull the victim card towards mm. it. You know, yeah. because yeah. I, I will tell you from experience, knowing what it's like to be on the obesity spectrum, that it was embarrassing. And I didn't want to take responsibility because I was like, how could I have let myself get this far? But then it's like kind of one of those double-edged swords. It's like, okay, I see how bad I look or how bad I feel. But then it's like, but it's so hard to go the opposite direction. So I can't even imagine if I would have started when I was 40 or 50. Right. Try like, or even 60. I mean, I see patients now well into their seventies and some of them, and it, and it's really interesting. My 70 pluses, like I have a lot of women 75 and over, they're incredible. It's like, if I could just take them and, and put them into like a little beaker and try and figure out chemist, like the chemistry of these people, I don't understand why do they look so amazing? But I also believe they're of a generation that they weren't part of the fast food thing. They the weren't quick technology nope. or the, Hey, I can order a thousand burgers right. to my phone, to my For $5. Right. So yeah. And that, that is the, and I, I question these women, what are you doing? What do you tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me what, you know, what cream are you using? Anything. So, and I gather all of this information. And then the next thing I do is share that information with every patient that walks in the door. Like, this is the thing I had this 75 year old woman. Oh my goodness. So that is, I know it's possible, but I see a common thread when it's happening around 40 and 50, it's almost like we've succumbed to this. Yeah. Like this processed food thing. I see the difference. I see it. I don't have to read a research paper. I see it with my own eyes. I've if, felt it. Mm. Like whenever you switch from processed to I wouldn't necessarily say organic because some of that's kind of a farce. Right. I agree with that. 100%. Some of the grass fed meats. Yes. Like I, the biggest feeling that I can say from experience that I have dealt with recently, because, you know, as our bodies get older, our bodies start changing the way that we digest. Yes. We start changing the way that we react to certain allergens or right. foods or textures. There's a reason for that too, in, and, in my opinion. And I, and I would love to hear that. And I think mm -hmm. everyone wants to hear that. Like, why is my body doing what it's doing? Because, because you know what? An egg is not an egg anymore. That's right. So if you think about that, just a moment. If you think, and if I ever showed a picture of what really happens in that industry, you would never eat another chicken ever again. So, and this is the kind of stuff like 
I really try and share with people without sounding like a crazy animal activist because I love animals, but you also need to know where your food is coming from. So if you don't know, I will be happy to share some of the places that I get my videos from because it's pretty frightening. So I don't eat chicken don't scare anymore. Me yet. I know. I just I don't. I still need to eat my chicken know, in the fridge. I Tell know. me afterwards, please. But if you go to places like the, the grass-fed beef butchers, like places that are not like a grocery store that you know where it's coming from and you know they don't spray pesticide on their fields, they rotate their fields, the cows are relatively treated well and not factory farmed and abused, then, and I have a whole thing about that, but I think that we've developed all these allergies now because the human body's never been experienced with this before. So if you have, if you eat something that's GMO, genetically modified organism is what that stands for. If you eat something like that, that's not right. You're going to react. You're going to get hives. You're going to have inflammation. You're going to have all these weird things happen to you because an egg is not an egg. A chicken is not a chicken. Beef is not beef. It is, it is, but it's being grain fed and it's being even fed, you know, kind of remnants of its brothers in the in the factories. It's crazy. And so, and they're traumatized and we're eating that. And it doesn't make sense. Why I have nothing but poor labs for just about 80% of my patients that come in that are showing positive for an inflammatory marker called C-reactive protein. So they're all elevated. So why is that? So I go, I don't go, I just don't tell a patient, hey, your C-reactive protein's elevated. I say, why is it elevated? What are you doing? This doesn't make any sense. So, um, and C-reactive protein is a really great marker to ask for for your doctor, by the way, because it's not only an inflammatory marker, but it's specific also to heart. So if you have a high marker for that, and you have high triglycerides and a not a great good cholesterol, that's when you're in heart attack trouble and you're in heart attack territory. So those are the types of labs that I do at the office to basically give you a baseline of every time you walk in my office, you get a baseline of these, this is where you're living your life right now. And I, I'd say, don't be embarrassed about this. Like, don't be stressed. This is where we're going to start. And one year from now, if you just do a few things differently, you won't have these things anymore. And so those are the types of things I do in the office. So, um, I don't think you had that experience. I don't think with your docs, right? No, no, no. I, I, I think that, I think we're being kind of run like cattle through yeah, doctor's I offices agree. nowadays because there is no personal relationship. And that's, you know? that's a tragedy. It is because tragedy. I'm, it's very, going to the doctor is very scary for people. It can be, mm -hmm. you know, because you never know. Well, you feel kind of judged too. Well, you, you, you know, you, you do because then you, you look at this doctor as this pillar of hell, mm -hmm. which. Most and most of us aren't. I am personally, but well, no, of course. But like <laughs> most of your docs are obese, or I used they're to have a doctor that would leave and go smoke cigarettes oh, outside, and then no. come back, and I'd be like, "Wait a second, <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? Don't smoke, right? <laughs> well, it'd be like going to a dentist who has Austin Powers teeth or something, you know, like something like that. So that's that's not hey, what you expect. He was groovy, babe. But that is one of the best movies. I just watched that again the other Did day. Really? It was hilarious. And I laughed. I just Yeah, years. Trey and I watched it and we were just dying again. It was too funny. Yeah, groovy baby. Groovy. <laughs> so let me ask you this because yeah. I would like to know this and I bet a lot of the listeners would like to know this is when we've been treating ourselves not well, what do we do from that point? Because would you say that 
we're just too far gone? Or how can we start to correct some of these things that we've done? Because I'll, I'll tell you right now that one of the things recently that I've been doing and forcing myself to do is get away from anything processed, anything with high fructose corn mm -hmm. syrup or any of the alternative names for that. Yes. Yeah. And that's what people don't people, know. Like and we'll, we need to talk about that. It. Yes. I think we should, because I will tell you that what I've learned recently, that is the scariest thing ever for me. Whenever I learned this was high fructose corn syrup tricks your brain into thinking that it is, uh, it is not full. And so, it's it's almost like a well it is it's like a drug that keeps you wanting more mm -hmm. so that's why you see a lot of people overeat processed food right because it's it never going to right because right. it doesn't it the, the high fructose corn syrup inserts this like it's it's like this craving yeah. for more that's and, why a lot and that of, was done in mouse studies that was right. proven like cocaine so an mri was done on i think it was a rat or a mouse this is old this is such like this is like medical school this like, old. like 30 or 25 yeah, 30 years older ago. if not longer and it's when you have a mouse that is licking this you know they have their little water spout thing they're going crazy with sugar water and they mri'd their brain and it was on fire just like if they had cocaine and so it's an addiction so we have an addiction problem in this country to bad food so if you think about it, and i tell my patients this all the time imagine you've got a food scientist who went to mit i don't know where they went to school doesn't matter but they're usually like those guys, like super sciencey people, right? So that is your job to trick people into buying Cheetos. So I'm not okay with that. Like, I'm not okay with that. Like, that's where you're going to put your degree and your brain is to into foods that are being marketed to you and your children, like the Super Bowl. That was one I was, I was very disappointed. Like, you know, you get some of the movie stars that are on there for Cheetos and Doritos. I'm like, you're not feeding your kids that crap. Why are you stuck in a, and I love, I'm not going to say his name, but I love that actor who did that. But I'm like, you're not feeding your kids Doritos or Cheetos or whatever he did. I'm like, you're not doing that. And Why I know, I know I follow his wife on Instagram. I'm like, you are not giving your kids that. I know you're not because you're all about organic on Instagram, sister. But what, what, what's mm. the, the worst part about it is all that food mm -hmm. is the cheapest food out there. Absolutely. But don't give you, stop giving your money to people. Don't, they don't support you. And I've been saying that on social media forever and ever stop supporting fast food places. And that's all of them that don't care about you. They're frying their foods in industrial seed oil it is causing inflammation in your body. Do some, uh, you know, one of the biggest things that I've been able to correct some of my insides with, because from being obese when I was younger for so many years, I was obese for 23 of my life years. I mean, that's a, I, maybe not 23 because I was a young kid, but I was always a big kid. Right. And because of that, I messed up my gut, mm -hmm. you know, and it. so yep. what I've been able to do is I've done so much research and it's not it's not hard to find. Start researching these I fast food places and where they get their beef. Now, I will tell you, I'm not really a fast food guy, but if there is ever a time where I have to get something quick, mm -hmm. I know where to go. Yes, I agree. Like, I, and that's the kind of stuff we want to talk about meat. Yes, that are real meat. Yeah. <laughs> there are some places that's only 50-50. What is the other 50? But the issue is, is the, it's that, 
it's not only that though, it's the oils that they're bringing fried, like peanut oil for starters. These are called industrial, keyword, seed oils. (laughs) It's not, it's like in the automotive industry, people, it's like, so no, like I, I get it. Like people like to go to different places and it's quick and convenient. It's cheap. And I get, I get, I understand all of that, but fully expect when you turn 50, it's not going to be pretty guaranteed. I was going to say, I just, it's, it's crazy because people put Coke, Coca Cola, yes. in their body, yeah. and that's what they clean uh, car batteries with. And you see it dissolve yeah. that stuff, you can and you're like, kill, you can, "Wait a like second. Coins, I think, and make them copper again or something like that. Isn't now, it? I will tell you, you will catch me drinking a Coke occasionally, but oh, like after devices. I'm done with like half of the baby can, I'm like, oh god, like I'm just done. I think I want the fizzy ice or something. I don't know because after a while, I'm like, this doesn't really taste that great to me. But you'll catch me with one occasionally, well, and like if I'm having a bad perfect. day or something, I'm like, right. I'm gonna have coke, damn it, you know, kind of thing. So, <laughs> but you know, overall, you know, like I try my best, but let me tell you something. It is hard. It is work. It is me going after work trying to find the place that I can buy my, you know, meat and whatever that is not a grocery store. And I do that because I don't trust grocery stores anymore. You can tell me all day long, this is grass fed. How do I know I didn't go to the farm? I don't know what's going on. And I have a a little funny story. I've got a a friend of mine. He's actually a really great friend of my brother. And I I know him as a a person through my brother. He says, Lisa, I I drive trucks for um, certain grocery stores. And he said, "Your, your groceries are your groceries. It looks organic. It's all coming from the same place. And I was like, oh, please don't tell me that. Like in my head, I had this utopia of like this organic farm and everybody's got like little outfits on and the cows are happy and like, it's not like that. He goes, I wish it was like that for you, but it's not. They're all coming from the same place and I drop them off and whatever, whatever. So that was really disheartening. So I really kind of changed the way I look at food down. I'm not personally very food driven. I, I could go literally, so intermittent fasting is really easy for me because I can just go and go and like, oh yeah, I'm supposed to eat today. I forgot. So it has nothing to do with trying to be skinny and trying to da, 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 da. It's not that. It's just, I just don't really think about food really as like, I have to have it probably because I'm not doing the Chick-fil-A thing and I'm not doing, you know, certain things that are making me crave stuff. And if I do crave anything, honestly, it's like kale or like, I don't know, sometimes the grass fed beef thing, like I'll have a steak, like a mini baby steak, maybe once a week. Cause I know like I'm missing my B vitamins. Like I know when I'm missing something. So, um, but I only buy things at certain places. So, and I have to make sure they're okay with me saying their name, but, um, I'm sure they will be, but you know, stuff like that. So I, I try and encourage my patients, like don't get caught up in say Chick-fil-A who, kind of says like, oh, you know, they, they kind of market to us, I believe. And, and I could be completely wrong and I can be put in my place about that. No problem. But it always almost like gets marketed to us. Like it's a healthy alternative to fast food. And I don't agree with that. It's still being fried in peanut oil. So it's the biggest issue I have, especially in, in light of the labs that I see every single day. I think people would understand sort of my plight with this whole thing, because 
I see it. Like I see the triglycerides. I see the inflammation. I see the diabetes of people. They don't even know they've got it. It's one in three people walking around have it. That is not okay. And nobody is addressing it. Nobody's like, geez, this is, this is an epidemic people. You know, we've got one in three. I've got a statistic here. It was... Let me get the actual people that 4,000 people a day die of diabetes globally, not in the U.S., but globally. That's still a lot. 50,000 die a day of cardiovascular disease. 500,000 people die yearly from a study done in 2014 of Alzheimer's dementia. Half a million people yearly in the U.S. That's in the U.S. That is an epidemic and we are not 26,000 people a day globally die of cancer. That is, so things like this, we're just not addressing. And I think if we, we took an approach like that with patients, they would be like, oh, wouldn't you? I, I, I would be like, oh my gosh. If somebody told me that statistic, I would be really like, I'm listening. Well, I think that also goes back to the lack of personal relationship between the patient yeah. and doctor. That's because, a good point. And I don't know that, you know, cause I'm just assuming well, I have a good relationship well, you're with you. Also you know? you. You're also you. You're a different type of doctor that you care and you remember yeah. what your patients are doing. A lot of these are just revolving doors and, and that's fine. You know, sometimes it yeah. works for little I mean, checkups and physicals and whatever. Yeah. But whenever you are on that riskier side of health, you need someone that actually cares about you that can look at your stats each time or your numbers each time and say, okay, we've, we've gone up here and we've gone down here. Let's figure out how we can balance these out. Because I think that once again, people are very scared to understand what's really going on, which in turn makes them eat more or makes them kind of live more dangerously with food or with health okay. or anything That's like that. That's good to know. Like as a doctor, you know, like we don't really allow time for you to say, this is how this makes me feel. Or, I mean, that would be ideal to me would be to sit in the office with you for an hour. Ideally. I mean, I don't want to see, you know, 20 patients. I used to see 70 patients a day and have wow. a couple of patients in labor. That is not, not, that's a whole other episode because the failure of your physician for a real relationship with you to listen for real and really care about you and show up for you is not happening because the way modern medicine is, is not so modern turns out. So modern isn't always equated with good, which I think it seems to be, but modern medicine is, is just lacking so much. You know, I, I remember days I would, I had to hire a physician assistant at one point in my life because I was gone for four hours delivering three babies while I had 60 patients sitting in the office. And that's not okay. So what did you think all those patients felt when I wasn't there? I felt like I wasn't there for them. And they expect you to be. And it's not yes. even that they need it, you know. Yes, and do. I think that the lack of care towards health nowadays is from our influencers, you know, is a huge epidemic as well. You know, the Gucci bag doesn't matter when you've got type 2 diabetes and you've got, you know, a beginning of dementia. It, no things like, like, so people, I really, that makes me very sad. Like that's where our priorities are, sadly. Um, I mean, we recently got off, um, Facebook, the personal Facebook. It didn't, it just doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't serve us in any shape or form. So it's not good for us. It wasn't good for my 
anything. It's just wasting my time basically. All I have is Instagram now and I I try and get on that as much as I can um, just to be relevant, I guess, in all of this. But but it's just so, it's just we're looking at the wrong stuff. You know, we're, we're looking to the wrong stuff to satisfy and, and look for happiness. So I know we've kind of had a smorgasbord of an episode <laughs> yeah. here. But so I know That's the that, plan. Yeah, I, but I, so tell the listeners, because this is one of my favorite things that you talk about is the four pillars of health. Okay. Explain that real quick. And then what I, because that was when, whenever you explained that to me, it made so much sense, but I'm just super excited for everyone to not only hear the information, but find ways to implement Yes. and make real changes because from some of the things that you're, that, that, that you're going to talk about, I've seen other people do it and they've gotten off pills. They've gotten mm-hmm. off of these, these, you know, whatever they're on that are artificial fixes or right. brush under the rug drugs, which is what I call them, you know, because that's all it's doing is just hiding the things. And it's like, oh, are you hungry all the time? Take this and you won't be hungry. Mm-hmm. It, well, it's, we're being marketed starving. to on television, no other country markets that I'm aware of anyway, and I'll correct me if I'm wrong on that. No other country markets pills. Hey, call your doctor. If you're in, if you ever listened to the end of that, that lady who's spinning in her pretty dress and she's like suicide and rectal bleeding and it's okay. Like, it's okay. Like this stuff can cause suicide. Are you kidding me? But talk to your doctor. I'm like, don't talk to me. I didn't prescribe that stuff. And that's part of the reason why I didn't do it because I didn't see the value in the marketing for this stuff. It's insane. I mean, literally, if I looked at, (laughs) if I looked at the depression scale, I probably would have five out of the 12. (laughs) Does that make me minimally depressed? You know, like I'm looking at like, oh my God, but I know better. And I know that I have good days and bad days, but the average person who doesn't know would think she's depressed or he's depressed or moderately depressed. And then you go seeking Prozac or Wellbutrin or Zoloft and Lexapro. And listen, I prescribed all of those, every single Ambien, Xanax. I gave those out too. I was that doctor and I know the difference. I'm not that doctor anymore. And so, you know, my whole thing with the the pillars that we talked about was these are so obvious too, but we, I just want to get into them a little bit more with people as time goes on, but it's, you know, all things we know, diet, sleep, exercise, and stress management. And that is really, if you can kind of get your claws and all those things, you should be okay. And the, the, the goal, and I, and I love this sentence that I wrote down and it kind of really, let me see, oh, here we are to build highly resilient humans. I love that to build highly resilient humans. What does that look like in this time that we're in of processed food, pesticide, pesticide that's being sprayed in the air, by the way, because that happened in North Texas for West Nile virus. So you got sprayed aerially back in, I think it was October, November. Nobody even knew it was a small blip in the newspaper not okay. Right. So you just got sprayed, your kids, your dog, everybody. And uh, for 30% chance that you may get West Nile virus, but they didn't say 70% that you won't. So we don't really focus on the positive 
percentage. We focus in medicine on the negative percentage, right? So 30% versus 70%. We really probably didn't need to be sprayed for West Nile virus. I'm just like, you know, I didn't go to, you know, Harvard, but I can see statistically that that's not probably necessary. I don't know. I mean, it doesn't seem like right, right? I don't know. Yeah, that, that, I think that, uh, <laughs> I don't know. that's not really what I, you know, wake up in the morning to hope for. But you know what I'd like? I, I think I would have liked to have known that I was getting sprayed. Yeah. Just so maybe I could go inside. I don't know. Apparently, like just things like that. There's another problem though. Lack of information. Lack of information. So there's, <laughs> this is going to be, yeah, we're just going to be on and on and on. So I think as time goes by, um, we'll do the four pillars of health. We'll find, you know, and I'm sure maybe listeners will, you know, Hey, can you talk about what, whatever, whatever. And I'm open to that. You know, our goal is to kind of like almost expose things as well. And, um, and, and tell people there are doctors out there that really do care about you. I'm not the only one there. There's like lots health, of us. Myth, myth busters. Myth busters. Myth busters for health, health edition. Health edition. That's right. <laughs> I like, maybe we should name it, rename the podcast. I know. Well, let's just, let's, let's go back to the drawing board. But yeah. So that's the goal is just to sort of, you know, I'll just wrap this up now, but but that's the goal is to talk about hormones and what is the difference between pharma hormones and natural based hormones. And there's a lot of things people just don't understand. And, you know, and I'll reference a lot of books and ideas and things that I've read and heard or whatever through other podcasts. And I'll share all that. That sounds great. And if anybody out there loves what they hear, go to Apple Podcasts Review. We'd love to get that. That really pushes this information out. You know, we're on, it's, it'll be on Spotify. It'll be on Google podcasts. It'll literally be everywhere. And also keep in touch with Dr. Lisa on Instagram, you know, send messages about what you want to hear about, because this isn't just for, for Dr. Lisa just to sit here and talk. This is to inform. We, we already talked about the lack of information. So write in, shoot us some DMS and ask, you know, ask us, things that you want to know that maybe you're afraid to ask your doctor, you know, allow us to do that. Now, of course, Dr. Lisa in this situation is not your physician. So the only thing we can do is give information. We can't give health advice. So you have to know that she is not your doctor. We do say, suggest go to your physician, go to your primary care, go to whoever, or of course, Dr. Lisa is around as well if you are in the area, but just know that this is just a podcast to give information that we hope can really, really start changing these sicknesses and ailments in people that don't deserve that. You know, no one deserves that. We all deserve, like, like you said, health is all we have. Yep. And without it, we are literally walking corpses. We're walking <laughs> yeah. corpses just yeah. waiting for the day you know, for our body to stop. And we're not living longer than our grandparents. I'm sorry. If your doctor's telling you that, they're wrong. We're not living longer. The average age in this country, I believe, is 82. Wow. 85 women, eight, men are 82, women we're are 85, like something backwards. like that. We're devolving. We are devolving. Yeah. Like it's not our grandparents' show anymore. They're the best that it will ever be. Not our parents, not us. It'll be our grandparents. They saw real food. They didn't see pesticides. They didn't see Roundup. They didn't see Monsanto seeds that are GMO and all this stuff. It's insane. So that's why we're not living longer and why we have, you know, all these people dying every single year in this country, one in seven women who have breast cancer. It's wow. not okay. No. So there's something's happening. Something's wrong. And that's what we're going to attack. That's what we're going to attack. You got podcast. it. Anyways, like we said, guys, go... 
Go to Apple Podcasts, review, subscribe, check us out, share this with somebody because there are people out there that genuinely do not have this information. And that's the whole point. We want to give you the information. Thank you so much. Dr. Lisa, it is always a pleasure to have you here. I'm glad you're here too, Paul. All right, guys. All right. Enjoy. See you next week. 